0: Section 11 of Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Familiar Instructions and Evening Lectures on All the Truths of Religion, Volume 2, by Father Louis de Ségur On Patience in Sickness sickness is the sad heirloom of humanity it is man's sorrowful possession during his earthly pilgrimage it is the child of sin and the precursor of that last and terrible punishment which we call death it is a partial and anticipated destruction of that guilty flesh which by the sin of our first parents has fallen beneath the empire of the devil and can henceforth only enter heaven after having been purified by the dolorous baptism of death and revivified by the resurrection. God, who is infinite goodness and life itself, is not the author of sickness nor of death, even as he is not the author of sin, which is itself the cause of both. God made not death, say the holy scriptures, and it is to the devil who has the empire of death and is the prince of this world That all the evils which desolate humanity must be attributed. But if God is not the author of sickness nor of death, he permits both, first as an expiation and afterwards as a trial, an expiation for sin and a trial for our sanctification. Christian patience is the consoling balm by means of which both trials and expiation may be happily and peacefully borne, and in this, We have only to follow in the footsteps of our Lord and Master, since He has gone before, carrying His cross. Patience is necessary to all men, for all men must suffer, but it is especially necessary in sickness and pain, because it alleviates suffering and makes it meritorious. Patience renders us like our Lord, who suffered so much for love of us, and has left us the adorable example of his sweetness and serenity in the midst of suffering. Patience is that Christian disposition of the soul which makes us accept and bear peacefully for the love of God and in union with Jesus Christ, all the afflictions to which it please divine providence that we should submit. It is a victory of the spirit over the flesh, of grace over nature which subdues the revolts of a body rebellious against pain and causes it to submit to the perfect will of God. It must not be imagined that patience consists in a certain insensibility to evil and to suffering. If this were the case, patience would have no merit, and suffering would be neither an expiation nor a trial. It is related in the life of St. Francis of Sales, that one day, when visiting a poor sick woman, of whose wonderful resignation he had heard much, the great bishop determined to test the reality of this virtue and to discover if she truly possessed the grace of holy patience. He therefore began to question the sick woman, to praise her tranquility, to exaggerate her sufferings, and to admire her courage and her silence, knowing well that by this means he should discover the real sentiments of her heart. Alas, replied the poor woman, if you could only look into my heart, you would cease to praise me. You judge by outward appearances, and I seem to be at peace, but within, all is troubled and disturbed. My patience only holds by a thread, and if it were not for God's powerful help, I feel that I should give way to murmurs, complaints, and tears. But God has put a seal upon my lips, so that I dare not complain, and through his mercy I know the value of the trials which he has sent me. Then the saint, going out from her room, said to those who accompanied him, This woman has true Christian patience. We should rejoice at her afflictions rather than pity her, for each one of her sufferings is counted before God. Saint Francis himself, when he was ill, gave a noble example of calmness and resignation. Practicing what he had taught to others, he suffered the most acute pain with such patience and sweetness that he was never heard to utter the least complaint, nor to express a single desire which was not conformable to the holy will of God. There was ever written in his face the perfect serenity of a soul triumphant over suffering. He took, without any apparent repugnance, the most disagreeable medicines submitted himself entirely to his medical advisers and was constantly saying that his friends did too much for him thus in sickness as in health saint francis followed in the steps of his divine master obeying the command which he himself gave to his apostles and to all christians i have given you an example that as i have done so you do also end of section 11 Read by Michael Shane Craig Lambert, L.C., Toulouse, France